I don't really know why, but I can't seem to remember much about Thanksgivings before 2001. We definitely celebrated the holiday when I was a kid. It's just that none of them seemed to stick out to me that much. 2001, I was 24, and I was visiting New York for the first time. And it was kind of a strange time in the world then. You know, it, it was just a few months from when September 11th had happened. And I had just moved to Kentucky on September 10th for my first real job after college. And so it was sort of a, a weird transition time for me. And Brian, my good friend, he had just moved to New York for grad school. And so when September 11th happened, you know, I wasn't able to reach him. And it was it was all a strange, scary time for a lot of people. So uh, he'd actually been staying with a friend. And when I decided to come visit him for Thanksgiving, it turns out he had just moved into a sublet the day that I got in on the Lower East Side. I hadn't been to New York before, and I'd never been in any of those kind of like classic New York apartment buildings that they just smell bad in the hallways because they've got a hundred years of bad cooking or good cooking, but just cooking that goes in the, it goes in the hallways. And then the actual apartments don't smell that bad because they have ventilation, but then the hallways are just terrible. So he moved into this place and, you know, it was like a fourth floor walk up. It smelled like pepper chicken and chemicals and black pepper and lemon in the hallway. I kind of freaked out by it, but I just wanted to help him. So, you know, we cleaned his new room and it had a little loft and there were like band-aids and M&Ms and Skittles on the floor that we had to clean up. And it was so small that when you opened the door into the apartment, it, we went into the kitchen and you, if you didn't close that, the front door, you couldn't open to the door to his bedroom and get in it. So it was just a weird little place, but but it was, you know, it was cool to be in New York. It was great to see him. We went out to Queens because somebody in his program was actually hosting Thanksgiving dinner. And I was tired, but, you know, we'd been traveling and um, that that was okay. But the next day, I don't know what we did during the day, but that night we went out to dinner and we drank a lot of wine and we just got in this horrible fight. And it was really, it was ugly. And it was, it was ugly in a way that wasn't like our usual vibe of arguing with one another. Um, and it just it kind of felt like the world was ending in this strange way. So we, we went over to his, another friend's place of his and just watched the movie coal miners daughter in silence, uh, which was creepy and, and weird. And then we went back to his place and, um, you know, it was, it was okay. And went to sleep. And then in the morning we woke up and his um, roommate was there and the guy was like, Oh, Hey, I meant to let you know, I was going to leave you a note. The, um, the stove's leaking gas. So it turned out that part of why we'd felt so droopy and had these headaches and felt hungover every day was because we'd been inhaling straight up stove gas into our brains for days I mean, I don't know if that's why we had the fight, but I'm, I'm willing to chalk that up to it. And um, it turns out, and also we had thought maybe it was the tryptophan from the turkey, you know, oh, that's why I feel so droopy. But in the end, it was, it, it was a good, it was a good first, uh, first time to visit Thanksgiving. And, and it's the first Thanksgiving I can really remember. Welcome to Broken Corners, our podcast about memories. This week, we'll be looking at holiday memories for the season. Uh, my name's Armando. And I'm Karen. And uh, let's talk about that because, first of all, like I've never growing up in New York, that's like the way you describe that apartment is like as New York as you get. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, and now I've lived in a building that was like that. You right. Know? So yeah, Where, like you, you're kind of embarrassed to invite people over because it smells so bad. Yeah. But then if they get to your apartment, it's okay. Yeah, it's like safe. Yeah. Yeah, it, and that is exactly it with the 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 various smells. 
just permeate through the hallway and, and linger and never leave. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Sometimes right. the good will get bad later on. Or so yeah, because <laughs> well, it's like it always. A lot of them smell like it's like um, fifty years of fish and cabbage yeah. in the hallway. You know, yeah, and it also it really does like also depend on the cultural vibe of the neighborhood. So like mm. if it's like there it's like a Latino neighborhood, you're gonna smell like a lot of like good smelling pork and then but then <laughs> then sometimes that smell will turn on you yeah. as well oh i mean fr- I, like i grew up on fried fish like fried fish is amazing when you're when yeah. you make it when you eat it but then when it's two weeks later not so good not so, when it's in the elevator well i'm glad <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you're still alive like you guys didn't blow yeah, up yeah we I mean. lived <laughs> we lived you know what else is funny i was um I because this was this was kind of iffy in my head. Right. Some of these details I mentioned it to Brian, and what he remembered from it was like, I don't know which night of this it was, but there was one. It might have been after we had the fight when we went back. Then um, we were we were just like laying on the floor of that dirty room of his that we had cleaned, but it still felt dirty. Right. Um, and we just for some reason got like the dictionary out and we're laughing at the words, like yeah. pointing and laughing at words and defining words. And it was because we were loopy on the gas. Yeah, you guys were high. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you guys also used to smoke. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, thank yeah, God did you guys smoke. didn't like light a match or I don't know or something, right? Or <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. it was like low enough that it wouldn't have. But eventually, I was. We... I wasn't. I wasn't an indoor smoker. Okay. But yeah, no, you're totally yeah. you're right. Like even a candle. Yeah. Yeah. What have we been like? Oh, it smells like. Pepper chicken and chemicals in here. Let's light let's, a candle. Let's light a scented uh, Yankee vanilla, whatever those things. And are also called. that roommate of his. Like I was still, I had I don't only really lived in Michigan except for a few months in Kentucky at that point. Right. And so I wasn't. I hadn't met people like this guy yet who were who seem super friendly, but then also are just like hideously selfish. Mm. So they're just very low key, like, Oh, Hey, yeah. I meant to let you know. That's why I haven't been around all weekend, you know? Oh yeah. Everything's cool. New Yorkers. (laughs) 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 I was, well, they're all for self. Maybe. I don't know. I wonder where that kid was from, but it was, I was, I just remember being confused of like the, like, you know, like with dogs, how they um, do everything off a tone instead of the actual words Mm -hmm. of just being like, it's weird because the tone sounds right, right. but the words. Tell you, go fuck yourself, you little piece of shit dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about holiday. We're a week away from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, this is our like intro into the holiday season. I love Thanksgiving. Me too. And I love Christmas. I like Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's my favorite holiday. Christmas is all right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's kind of, um, you know what I don't like about Christmas is the hot, like you can't go into any store. Oh, yeah. That can feel really isolating. <laughs> I remember, okay, well, this isn't just about a store. This is about liquor. But I remember one year. Um, that could be isolating too. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had spent Christmas with my mom and then um, I actually had a separate apartment, which she was really unhappy about. But mm. I, so I got to leave and go to my apartment. Did you get to take the jar of money with you? <laughs> the, the jar of money had been gone for years <laughs> at that point. Um, the freezer was empty. No, I I stopped at a gas station to get gas, and all like all the, I'm not really okay. I wouldn't say I'm not like a drinker, but you know I don't really drink beer. No. Very much, but the whole day I'd been like, I'm gonna get beer at that gas station. You know, like you were also to go, probably like. 18, 19? No, this was, this was like 23-ish. 23, okay. 
Yeah, I'd been like, well, I'm going to stop it. I had a plan in my head all day long. I'm going to stop at the gas station and I'm going to get some beers. I'm just going to go home and drink the beer. I don't care. And relax after this day. And then I got the gas. I went in to pay for it. And but before that, you know, I went to I went to get the beer, go to open the door of the freezer, fully reached my hand on the handle and pulled the door and just heard clink. And it was locked with a chain. Because in Michigan, the law on Christmas Day is you can't sell alcohol. Oh. Or at least it was then in, in the county I was in. Right. I just, I let out this like, oh, like just this little squeak of, oh, oh no. That's terrible. <laughs> My plan is disrupted. But I didn't really need the boost that much. So I just, you know, I went home. You told yourself after you broke the glass to get into the thing. I don't need this, but I'm maybe that's where my like thinking shattering glass would be cool came from. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It was years before that. Well, okay. So Thanksgiving's your favorite. Yes. Why? Uh, I just I remember being a kid, and I I um my grandmother would invite the family, the extended family, her, mm. you know, my cousins and uncles, and she was just happy. She was like, it was probably one of the times that she would be like happy to feed people and, and like everybody was together so yeah how many people was that yeah, usually it would be well my uncle was in the air force so he really wouldn't come around um but my other uncle would usually come with his two kids and his wife at the time okay so it'd be like that's four maybe two maybe like eight nine people okay you know around a big table and yeah just eating you know my i love my grandmother's cooking so like eating amazing food and, um, yeah, it was just nice just to see, like, her be happy. And then later on, that tradition, I kind of carried over with my mother. And mm. she would be very, um, like, you know, she would cook. And um, it would just be a nice, like, scene. Yeah. And, you know, my uncle wouldn't come over, like, later on. But it would still be, you know, the, the family, uh, my stepfather and my stepsister, my sister, uh, her husband, and, you know, whatever woman I was dating at the time. If, <laughs> if I was, you know, of dating age. Right. But uh, yeah, it was just nice to be kind of like together, put away all the bullshit for a hot second. Yeah, and just kind of were like, people more low key or? Yeah, people were usually you know it, it was also like you know before like the holiday shopping rush, like the idea of a Black Friday or like the night before. So like nobody yeah. really cared about that. No, you know what I mean. So it was kind of nice to like you know e- you know even though I do enjoy the sales, but <laughs> but it was kind of nice to not have that be the defining moment of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a weird rah, rah, but, you know. No, I'm feeling the anti-capitalist vibe these days a little bit, <laughs> for sure. No, I remember when that first started happening, it seemed almost like an affront of like, it seemed anti-American to be like, what do you mean those people have to go? You know, like when people started having to go into work on Thursday night even. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was just like, What? Yeah, I mean, why? Like, guys, I just had a turkey. I got to go now. Yeah, it's it was it's a, it is offensive, but, but it's definitely not anti-American. That's probably the definition of American. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So. And I get, I don't, I get why people, you know, I get why people need feel like they need the deals, or you know, because people wait for those all year. So. They do, and you know, some people really, you know, they, you know, if you're like lower middle class people or you know, family, and you have to like. It's stretch your money, it. yeah, stretch yeah. your money out. Those deals will help, you know, make Christmas a little something. Yeah. So um, kudos. It just sucks that you have to do it, like, during those times. Yeah. And, you know, and those things can't be on sale all the time. But anyway. Well, it's, <laughs> kind, of, it's kind of like, um, you know, in the city when there's a snowstorm, it's the 
what's nice is the quiet. Yeah. And that's kind of like what a ho- a big holiday does too, is it's this self, not self, but it's this yeah. mandatory quiet. Yeah. That happens. Um, like Christmas, the city is like quiet. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, there's like just maybe a couple of people who don't, you know, there's a lot of people who don't celebrate Christmas, but I'm saying like, it's usually, but like the businesses are closed. Like, you know, there's no hustle and bustle. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. And even, even when you go in a business, you know, of, like you go in a bodega that's like Arab owned and run or something like there people are so people are so nice and it's yeah. it's still you know like it's a secular holiday in a lot of ways yeah. you know and yeah it's it's good i that's my i've kind of been doing like a no travel on christmas thing lately how far how many years no how far <laughs> like how far will you not travel oh how far <laughs> i i want i want to wake up in my own bed yeah because there's nothing like that beautiful gray quiet light mm-hmm. on Christmas morning and you turn the tree on and it just feels like fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> like the world's just a little fuzzy. Yeah. And if you drank the night before, it's a little fuzzy. <laughs> My brain is a little, <laughs> a little fuzzy. fuzzy. A little fuzzy. Why do you love Thanksgiving? I love it because it's the first, it's the, it feels more like a friend holiday than a family holiday to me. Uh, okay. It, It is funny, the... We definitely celebrated Thanksgiving, but I just can't remember it when I was a kid. And then the I do remember after my dad died, my mom kind of started um she would do she would make the meal ready earlier and earlier and earlier really? until the I think the last year I was with her, I swear this is true. She woke me up at eight o'clock in the morning and just kind of sheepishly was like so the turkey's ready. Wow. And we had, you know, but turkey's good. Thanksgiving breakfast. We had Thanksgiving breakfast. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Yeah. What, she what was kind of you... like that about traveling, too, even when I was a kid of like, if we needed to leave early in the morning, it would just get earlier and earlier and earlier. The Like, it would be like, you know, if we're leaving on Monday and it's the prior Tuesday, it's yeah. like, so we have to be out of the house at eight o'clock. And then every day it would be like, so you're going to be ready at seven. You're going to be ready right. at six until we eventually we'd leave at like four o'clock in the morning and we'd get wherever we'd get there. Like, <laughs> I remember we we're supposed to see my, um, my uncle Buell and my aunt Doris down in Lansing and we got there like six thirty seven o'clock in the morning. What time did you leave? We must've left at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like there's no, cause right. it's, it's, yeah, it's a two and a half, three hour drive. So we would just have, we'd go like. Oh, let's go to McDonald's, big treat, and like right. sit outside for two hours, you know. Oh no. So yeah, the So that was <laughs> so basically that was weighing on her so much that she had to complete that task. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think she had a lot of anxiety around cooking. Yeah. And even, I mean she seemed like she liked it sort of too, but then um if it was like, oh, there's this whole meal. Yeah, the ritual of it is is giving me anxiety, which yeah. is I understand I understand that. <laughs> so and that's what's uh, that's what's nice too about so I mean, we've done my, I had thought my first New York Thanksgiving, was the year that I moved here mm-hmm. and actually that's when the first time I ever met Anna, mm-hmm. um, who's one of our friends and I it was her and Brian and I in the first apartment I lived in um, with him when Brian was in grad school, and I don't know we just like I remember we made homemade whipped cream for the pie and mm. it was just this whole like i had never experienced of having a holiday where you just did what you wanted to <laughs> and it was amazing and right. so now you know i mean brian does a lot brian and ricardo do a lot you know to host yeah every year and there's a lot that goes into it like he and i 
you know, we have like our nerdy spreadsheets. Have I told you about this? For Thanksgiving? No. Yeah. Like we, cause we're both spreadsheet people. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, that was the first thing we, I ever used Google drive for was like <laughs> making a spreadsheet for, I yeah, don't know but, if it was for Thanksgiving, but for parties. You have a shared spreadsheet, you and him. You, we don't share them, but we both <laughs> have our be, own. That would be yeah. You guys would kill each other if you were sharing this. <laughs> well, we, so for, ev- I mean, pretty much every year for, I don't know, at least five years, we always go and get, right. the, get like the stuff that get a car and, and go get the stuff. We need like the Turkey and things we yeah. can't get near us. And yeah. Wait, why, why am I talking about this? Just because it's uh, so the, the, with uh that's, what's nice too, is everybody, we do a kind of more potluck. Yeah, and, everybody um, brings a dish. Yeah, so it's not just... I remember when I first started spending holidays with Brian's family mm-hmm. in um, when I was in college and just being like, how is his mom doing this? Because <laughs> they'd have so many people right. over. And she's so funny, too, because she w- would just make it all happen. Like the... Um, what is that called? The multitasking of how you get all that food on the table hot at the same time. Yeah. And then for that many people and everybody sat down and the kids are all taken care of. Right, right. But she kills me because then she would, you know, like she never sits down. Or at least she didn't used to when it was the whole extended family, what mm-hmm. everybody else does. And then, you know, finally sits down 10 minutes later, takes her first bite and goes, I like hot food. <laughs> <laughs> and then gets up and microwaves it. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's she's hilarious. But there's there's so much to that of you know no, making. It totally, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of hard work, which is <laughs> yeah, something that I don't think I could do. Um, yeah, prepare everything. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you have like any traditional? I was trying to think about like if you bring. Do you have traditional food dishes that you make or for? Um, usually for uh, Noche Buena, which mm-hmm. is uh, Christmas Eve, um, yeah. I'll make like rice and beans and a pernil. Um, what was that last one? Pernil. Pernil. Perno. Pork shoulder. Oh, pork shoulder. <laughs> okay. Um, we call it pernil. Pork I, shoulder. Pork shoulder. <laughs> um, and then um, if I'm lucky, I can uh, get. Um, I usually call the guy to bring. Um, that sounds that sounds suspect. Uh, I have a guy who I got, uh, a, guy. I got a guy who brings. Uh, he sells pateles, which is um, a traditional Puerto Rican uh, dish, which is basically ground uh, like banana and like so it's like mashed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It comes like in the shape of a tamale. Okay. And then it just has pork in it and a whole bunch of other delicious things. Oh yeah yeah. And it's really good. So if I get to have that. And it's, it's plantain, right? Like the green banana? Yeah, and it's like uh, mashed. It's like, well, you, not even mashed. You have to like uh, grate it with oh. a grater and like and then, like, then you make it down. Because it's almost like a potato. Yeah. I mean, not shape-wise, obviously, but the uh, consistency. You, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and like you can, um, like the purest, like you could put it in a blender, but the purest will be like, no, you can't. You have to like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Get which your is knuckles some, in there. Yeah, which is in the blood. <laughs> Because when I was a kid, my grandmother used to make them, and that was the job of the kid was to basically use the grater and, oh. um, you know, have it all down. And then so and then it's it's a big to do like to make it. It takes like hours. Yeah. And then like because you have to make the pork, you have to make the you have to grind everything down, and then you have to get like the papers and put like oil, then put it all together, and then you have to wrap it. So then you wrap it with then you tie it with the string. Like it's right. like a, a production. Yeah. Like you need like an assembly line. To do it, but it's 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 like my favorite. The payoffs were yeah, it totally, yeah. Is, especially when you just buy it. You had, <laughs> so. I think we might have talked about this on a really early episode, but um, 
There's also like a special stuffing, isn't there? Oh, like the meat yeah. Stuffing? My mother makes a great stuffing where, um, you know, she would basically, it's basically chopped meat and then like, it's like a meatloaf inside, inside of the turkey. Oh, okay. So she takes like, like a, a meatloaf and just shoves it in there, puts like wine and everything and just shoves <laughs> it in there. Probably takes a shot for herself. And then sews up the turkey. Yeah. And then, like, it cooks inside. Oh. It's really, like, it's probably, you know, one of the things I miss since my mom uh, moved to Florida. Yeah. Like, it's just that. I should tell her to ship me up some. But a funny story, um, one of the Thanksgivings that I do remember was um, my mom lost a needle. <gasps> like, we're not, I don't know if they sew turkeys. In. I don't know if people still do that, I guess. Like, you know, when you sew up the... Yeah. The thing to keep is it is it a curved needle? It's the one that comes with the turkey, I think. Comes with the turkey. Does it come with a turkey? It's. I mean, I think the turkey. The turkey's got a thermometer in it. The pop up. The pop up. Yeah. I don't think it comes with a needle. Well, I remember she had a needle and she lost it, <laughs> and um, she was so worried about because we're all eating and uh, my. Um, you guys don't chew. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We none of us <laughs> chew at all. <laughs> By that, I didn't mean Puerto Ricans. I meant your family. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Well, I tell you why. My grandmother like, get up and go, eat, scram, <laughs> get off the table. <laughs> we also eat on the table, which is really weird. So she lost the needle and she's worried about it, but she didn't say anything. Oh no! She only said something to my sister, and <laughs> when then her, when she had a perforated bowel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like during dinner, we're all eating, and um, my stepfather's brother came. And he starts choking, and my mother's like jumps up, like, oh my god, the needle! And then he's like, no, no, fine, <laughs> everything's fine. Um, and to this day, we never found the needle, but wow. she was so worried that she killed him. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. What that Can means. you imagine? It's like a horror story. <laughs> <laughs> a turkey needle. I've never heard of a turkey needle. I, I, I'm, yeah, I don't. I think because she would, I think so or. Do something with the way you would put the stuffing just to close yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I keep picturing, you know, um, have you ever seen a carpet needle? Yeah, the ones that... They're that, curved. So they hook That's in. what I keep, yeah, that's what it I keep picturing. It might have been something like, like that. you would need. I'll but that'd be like a that. hell of a fishbone in your throat. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's reminds me of the time. Did I ever tell you where I swallowed the fishbone? And no. it was caught, it was lodged in my throat? No. So I spent, like, I used to eat fish as well as a kid. And I swallowed the bone. It was lodged in my throat. And uh-huh. all day I'm like swallowing and I had a trouble. And I, I told my mother like hours later because I, I went to the park. We played. And I was like, uh, and I told her. And my, my grandfather opened my mouth with like a flashlight. Said, oh, there it is. Takes a scissor. <gasps> basically goes into the like back pl- of my. He used scissors as a plier? <laughs> yeah. A pair of pliers? And then like pulled it out of my throat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the fishbone? <laughs> I don't know. It's with the needle. <laughs> it's with the needle. So uh, Puerto Rican healthcare in the 80s. <laughs> That's what that is. That's wisdom. <laughs> that is wisdom. <laughs> I found out today. I found out today that um, canned pumpkin is not pumpkin. No. What? what? It's squash. It's actually squash. That's heartbreaking. Is it? That's the thing. I think it would blow people's minds if they really took it in. I think they just because of the alliteration were like, and because it, pumpkins look cool. Because squash. Can squash. Yeah, can squash. Mm. Can squash. Yeah. Hey, I need squash in a can. You got squash in a can. <laughs> I need that. Your refrigerator runner? <laughs> I don't. I've never had canned pumpkin. 
Yes, you have. Maybe in a pie if someone made it. But then it's not pumpkin pie, it's squash pie. And I'm a little upset about this. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, it's crazy, right? Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I, I don't... I found this. Okay, I found this. I'm, I should name my source because... Yes. It was the, it was the blo- food blog Serious Eats. And they had a recipe for a homemade squash pie. And they're like, just so you know, this is what the pumpkin's made from. But they wanted you to, like, buy the whole book to go into it. So I don't have sources on sources on right. sources about this. So j- j- feel free. Tell yourself it's not true. Yeah. But it made a lot of sense because the, you know, so, you know, uh, butternut squash, they are, this is a terrible gesture making. Um, but you <laughs> right know now the- <laughs> she's cradling the balls and <laughs> stroking the shaft. Yeah. Because you know what they're shaped like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they just, in the in the fat part in the bottom, they just have like a little ball of seeds. Well, now what you're doing is worse. <laughs> So I'm not even going <laughs> to describe that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Go on. It's a holiday episode. At <laughs> Christmas, talk, go fuck go yourself. Fuck yourself. <laughs> we'll talk about balls all we want, you fucks. Um, no, so there's just like a... There, okay, my hands are going below keep the hand, table. Keep Michigan under the table. That's right. So in squash, there's just a... just small ball of seeds in the bottom right. versus pumpkins, which are just a big old lantern full of guts and seeds. And they're right. fibrous. So it make, it does make a lot of sense that it would be squash and not pumpkin. Same family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the Gourd family? Gourd family. <laughs> Gourd family values. Gourd family. So, so Christmas. Christmas. Covered that a little bit. How do you feel about Christmas? I love Christmas. I love the Garfield Christmas special. I don't remember it, but... It's the best. Um, you can watch it on YouTube now, which is incredible. It's so, so very from the 80s. And it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of music. I don't get to take a shot every time I mention Garfield. You should, or at least <laughs> everyone else at home should take a shot. And don't drive. <laughs> Excuse me. No, Christmas is just nice. The, I mean, it can be. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> um, where, where, do you, where do you stand on Christmas tree lights, colored versus white? Oof, good question. Yeah. Uh, we have colored. Yeah. But I don't really care either way. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's an acceptable answer. Yeah. But we have the, like, a nice uh, blue, yellow, orange, green, I think. Yeah, it's like well, the colored ones. <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. There are multiple colors. There's probably a pink and reddish I in there. I think so. Yeah. Uh, why? What's your preference? I mean, I was raised on the colored ones, and that's what I like. But I think the white ones can be pretty, too. What I don't care for <laughs> is when people say... <laughs> you weren't prepared for this, were no, you? No, I wasn't prepared. No, this wasn't not. <laughs> what I don't care for is when people say, Oh, yeah, no, uh, white lights, yeah. No, the colored ones look like trash. <laughs> like, it, like, I've had people say that to Out me. Out of context, this conversation is awkward. <laughs> 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 no, it, it was awkward during. It was awkward during. It was when I was in that um, that sort of cult for ladies, and uh, wear, I met a lot of interesting people. Did you wear Nikes? What does that mean? 
Wasn't that the Jim Jones where they had Kool-Aid and they all had to wear oh, Nikes? Oh, there was just the anniversary of that yesterday oh. or the day before. It was that 700 people died. Really? Well, I didn't know there was that many. I didn't know it was either, and now I hope I am not just saying nonsense. But yeah, I think it was it was a lot. I didn't know about the Nikes. That seems like a waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to the human life. Jesus. Um, but what I will say is this. I don't think you should mix. The white lights no, with the colored trash. lights. That's <laughs> that's, <trash>. that's wisdom. <laughs> that's wisdom. Yes, and I, <laughs> I did have to say lights several times. Yeah. So that you want to be, be clear. yeah. I don't, don't want to be you know taken out of context. No, no, no. Yeah. That's a bad sound bite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just have to pray for um, <laughs> pray for good editing. <laughs> so yeah, no, you can't mix the lights because that's just. Yeah. I don't like tinsel. <gasps> yeah. It's not that to me is kind of trashy. And I yeah. It's trashy. I don't mean to bring this up. It's distasteful, but when I mean cats do eat it. They do and they get sick. And you see it you see a decoration from a different angle if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> this angle you don't want. It's like a brown eye view. <laughs> it's it's not good. Yeah. I'm not I'm not huge on garland either. Sorry, Brian. What's garland? So garland garland is like the swag that goes around, like in you. I'm not huge on garland when it's basically short tinsel in a row. Oh, like a ribbon, like a like a like a squinch, like a scrunchy thing that goes around. Yeah, well, I mean, so like in Victorian movies or TV shows, like you always see where they string popcorn and cranberries. Yeah. So that's a garland. Oh, okay. I and see. then now you know you can get the basically short tinsel that's on. Oh, okay. Yeah. And sometimes it looks good. Like, I honestly think it does look good on Brian and Ricardo's Snoopy tree they do. Yeah. Um, but I mostly hate it. Yeah. Most instances. Instances. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I used to, um, we had the same tree for like 20 years. Uh, even I, like, I took it with me mm-hmm. um, when I moved. Uh, and my mother was like, I gave her this tree because I don't have any space. I'm like, sure. Yeah. So, uh, and so it just, yeah, for the first couple of years when I moved out, we had the tree, but it was always like one of the best things was decorating the tree. Mm. And I really enjoyed it from like a kid. And even now I do, you know, I do with, uh, my daughter, like, you know, it's a, we kind of like make uh, hot chocolate and like. Yeah. Have like a tradition. Um, yeah. And yeah. Like, you know, I'll put a little, maybe a little whiskey in mine. So, you know. <laughs> That's so nice. Uh, or a little rum. And then like, we, yeah, we, we decorate the tree and we play music. And then like after a while, I'm, my child will get bored and <laughs> me and Tracy will finish the tree. But yeah, it's cool though. I, I just like that tradition of something like kind of being family oriented, you know, like coming together and doing something. So yeah. that's always been a favorite of mine. My first I don't know if it was probably not the first year I lived here, but the first year that Brian and I shared an apartment here, mm-hmm. I really <laughs> wanted to decorate the tree together. <laughs> okay. And he did not really want to, but wasn't really saying he didn't want to. He didn't want to decorate at all, he, or he didn't want to decorate together. Oh, that's... Oh, no! <laughs> I, I want to do it myself. Well, <laughs> oh, that's a good point, yeah. He, he just didn't seem to want to do it at all. Okay. And... Kept kind of like blow, blowing it off, and I wasn't sure why. And then, you know, we finally did it one night, and I realized it was um, it was because his like in his family, it was so uptight about the decorating the tree that he didn't want to like. He was like, "It's not fun." 
Like, um, why do I want to put stuff on a tree and be right. told I did it wrong? And I was like, yeah, in my family, every time we decorated the tree, like, it was definitely going to be screaming. <laughs> screaming for hours. And so then we just both, like, started laughing and we started just plunking stuff yeah. on the tree and being like, put it there! Like, um, and said many bad words. And, yeah. and it was, I don't know, it was funny to realize that, like, I mean, he used to think he didn't like corn on the cob for the same reason, because he would get told he ate it wrong. How do you eat? Like, no, I'm not even going to say I'm not, I don't even know how you eat corn in the cob wrong. Like, he didn't he didn't eat every piece exactly right Oh, so right like he enough. was wasting food, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big thing. Like, don't waste food, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny how, I don't know, that things like that. Like, he loves decorating the tree, but he just he thought he hated it because right. he was when, like, well, He like, realized the freedom he actually had now yeah. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. No, I mean, we never, I think, I think my mother never really yelled, like, about shit like that. She would just do it herself. Like, mm. she would, like, just be like, oh. And if she didn't like it, she would just move it to where she wanted it. <laughs> sure. So I guess, that's, I don't know if that's passive aggressive or just being like, I don't even want to bother, like, yelling. It could waste of time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know one thing that every year me and Tracy will argue about the lights. Oh. Like, just the placement. Don't You didn't go around enough. Or okay. you have to go around and give me the lights, like, you know, pass it over. And it's, you know, it gets kind of like heated. Yeah. See, to me, putting, if you have a live tree, getting it in the stand is a two-person job. Yeah. Putting on the lights is a one-person. Because it's not worth it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Getting a live tree is a pain in the ass. Yeah. But I like it. We get it. Uh, it's you know it's also getting more expensive. You know what I did last year was I, ju- I got the tiniest. It was actually just a top that had been cut off. Yeah. Like they sell them for ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's just in the tidiest stand ever. Because I, I I did want a little bit of a live tree, but then yeah. I had, I every time I get a live tree, then I swear I'm never doing it again because of the needles. It just never fails that they, it's they're, like they're there forever. April or May, and I'm picking it out of the cat's coat. Yeah. Like, where did this come from? Where forever. were you rolling around that you found this? Yeah, yeah. But no, I loved my my little tiny tree because you put up just the ornaments that are like really special. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're getting this year? The tiny one again? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I actually, when I got off, um, when I <laughs> when I got off the car to go, and mm-hmm. then I was walking trying to figure out where I was, I walked by this one place that had like the super tiny little cute trees outside of yeah. Where, um, yeah, they started really early this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even Thanksgiving. They're selling trees. There was that meme going around after the snowstorm this week mm. of the um, snowstorms in November are caused by people decorating too early for Christmas. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, where That's, I grew up, like, snow in November is not a super big surprise. But Right. It's like snow in October, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like snow boots on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. See, the problem with the tree here is that um, uh, Tracy ends up not throwing out the tree. Yeah, so that's we, the problem for we, me too. We take the no, but like it never leaves the house. Like we take it upstairs, and then she puts it on the balcony, and then she'll like carve it, and then like either compost, carve it, like not carve it, but like cut it down. Oh, okay. And then she'll end up composting some of it, and then the the tree stump eventually goes upstate. I think. Gotcha. Well, but it's here for a very long time. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if last year's well, trees upstairs. You know, Brian saves them. Oh, for a firewood, right? Yeah, and then he burns them at Thanksgiving. So yeah. that's what we're going to put up yeah. in the fire pit. Yeah. yeah, maybe we could bring ours if it's still upstairs. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Think about that. <laughs> I would love to get it out. <laughs> that's what the... the we got... We picked up um, wood yesterday, too, when we were getting the stuff for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And they have these... Um, they're basically stumps. 
that then in they're just a stump that's maybe 10 inches high. Yeah. And they've got wooden handles on the sides. Okay. And then in the center, they've used a chainsaw to create all the way through basically almost like a um, snowflake pattern. Mm. And so it's your starter Oh, cool. Um, I hope it's not treated with chemicals too oh, yeah, much. It is. It is. I, well, too much. Too much. <laughs> I, would, I just don't want to smell it. Uh, um, but yeah, it's so cool. So they do. They did the, the snowflake gives the ventilation so that it can just burn. burn. Wow. That's so cool. that's exciting. So, well, hey, Thursday, it's coming. Oh. New kindling. <laughs> I love I love fires. Yeah. I'm not really... I'm okay. I mean, it's I like because, the fact that it keeps you warm. It's because of... Um, the working at the park at the at Mackinac because yeah. you we were doing cooking demonstrations over fires right. and they never they never bought us wood because oh there's a state park with thousands of acres so it was all like deadfall from the previous year mm-hmm. but then they didn't cure it so it was just like it would just smoke like a motherfucker <laughs> like in there you are with this historic home completely full of smoke that you're Jesus. trying to cook on so I got really good at making crazy fires and, and we were also baking with um with dutch ovens <laughs> which means differently probably than what you think no. it was just like a you know a metal kettle yeah. with little legs and then the lid and so right. with those you set it on a bed to bake you set it on a bed of coals oh you put the lid on and the lid has a lip right and then you put coals on the lid too oh, so yeah. that's why i learned to make these like towering inferno chimneys that just burn 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 and then go down because then you get this amazing bed of coals right 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 that you bake with and that's why i like the because when you use like the like those cast iron pans yeah and you cook it at low temperature which is i guess like the coal is like a low yeah like yeah low relatively heat, and then it just cook long right which is what i um i cook the bedney and i just like leave it for like eight hours like Ooh. slow roasting and then it just like butter right off the thing it's delicious yeah. It's delicious. I want some of that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Pork shoulder. Oh yeah. What about like you have any like childhood like Christmas memories like, uh, the, you know, delightful ones or not so delightful? <laughs> uh, I don't. None that are super specific. But I did. You did you guys ever go to midnight mass? Were you that kind of Catholic? No, because we, um. I mean, I think I went once. No, well, no, I've been. We wouldn't go to midnight mass. We would go to the Spanish mass at eight o'clock. Oh, and then come home, and okay. then like we would have dinner, go to the mass, and come home, uh, sleep till about twelve. Then we'd wake up because Santa had come already. Oh, and then we'd go down and unwrap our gifts on like Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. Oh, that's awesome! It was great because then we just you know played about three in the morning. <laughs> And then <laughs> wake up on Christmas play. And then Christmas Day's low key. Yeah, yeah. Right, low key. <laughs> we kind of we usually um and th- I mean this wasn't too common that I knew of, but we we usually celebrated on Christmas Eve too. Yeah. And for some reason we would usually have Italian food. Like we'd usually my mom would make lasagna or yeah. we'd have pizza or something. And then open gifts. Mm-hmm. And my aunt and uncle would usually come over or we'd go to them. And then most years we would do we would do midnight mass. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Midnight Mass is such a production, but then um, there's something so amazing when you walk out and like if it, the times when it snows during Midnight Mass and mm. it hasn't snowed at all yet yeah. before then and you come out and it's like magic happened through the Jesus. wonder of Christmas. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus made the snowfall Jesus. and I helped. No, I didn't <laughs> help. That's shake and bake. Um, yeah, that's, that's very, I'm, I like the ambiance of Christmas and I love Christmas music. And Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It, well, it's weird to me now, like in the <laughs> the car uh, on the way over here, yeah. you know, had Christmas music, and I was. It does seem a little strange that it's so early. But yeah, it's. I I was in a store and it had Christmas music, and I was like, really? And this was like a week ago, you know? Yeah. It was like you know, I mean, now it's after Thanksgiving. It's it's Christmas because it's the marketing like the machine, right? So right. they have to market something. So the big thing is Christmas. I always think on Doctor Who that they should visit a planet where it's always Christmas. That would be maybe like maybe they have. That would be like know. working in Disney World. Really? Right. So like you, they'd probably have to have that room. That there, room. Yeah, but I don't know if this is true, but apparently <laughs> there's a room where in Disney World where their employees go and scream like as loud as they like. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. This is what I've heard. I would love someone to, to confirm this, but. Um, oh yeah, like just like, I guess if you're having it, like you're tired of dealing with shitty kids all day oh, I get it. <laughs> and then like you just go in this room and like, ah, I just scream. Everybody who works at any kind of park whatsoever right. knows where to hide. <laughs> you absolutely know where to hide. So yeah, I wonder if that's true. I heard it from like maybe two people, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to believe that it's true. Cause I would love to see like, I would be surprised if it was like officially allocated to be the scream room. Well, it's next to the lactation room. <laughs> <laughs> So it's the lactation room, and, right. then, and then the punch punch wall room, right? Yeah. So then it's like there could be some overlap there. There could be <laughs> just like this qua that machine sound, and in the next room it's just like punching walls. <laughs> There's a place in Michigan, in the town slash city of Frankenmuth, um, that no, is that's not real. It's real. Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth. It's it's Bavarian. <laughs> is it near? The, is it, Franken beans. <laughs> that's you guys. That's our. Uh, th- that's one of our alternate identities. Yeah, Franken beans. Franken beans. Um, no, it's in like downstate-ish Michigan, and it's. Uh, but they, there's a place called Bronner's that um, has a a 365 day Christmas store. You would think if they really cared, it'd be 364, right? Because you wouldn't actually be open on Christmas, but. Maybe mm. they're baller like that. I don't know. It's like the one day a year on Christmas, they just like celebrate another holiday. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's when they do Halloween. It, yeah. Or is Bronner, Bronner's might be the place that's famous for their fried chicken. I'm not sure. But anyway, Frankenmuth is basically like a Christmas town. Because of that store. Yeah. Because their, their whole tourist economy is built around Christmas all wow. year long. And they sell ornaments and whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, was that what was that store? I don't know if it's still open. That just sold like Christmas thing. Was it Harris or something like that? Do you remember a store? No. Oh, my mother would know. We should get her on the phone. Let's call her. Let's call her. <laughs> no, live. Um, yeah, and they sold. But I was wondering what they sold. I don't know. If they sold. Like, did they sell Christmas items all year? I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's a very marketable thing, like a sustainable. Uh, yeah, I agree. Although I was, well, I was going to say, I mean, I bought, I've bought Christmas gifts as kind of keepsake gifts for people a little out of season. Yeah. Like when my friends bought a house, then I got them. Oh, it was pretty close to Christmas. <laughs> that's not true. You know, but I got them like a, a Christmas ornament that from etsy you know etsy, yeah, yeah, yeah um that had you know their name on it and then their address yeah 
no, I wouldn't buy no. Christmas gifts. Yeah, Christmas gifts, Christmas ornaments year round. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But I mean, I mean, like the store that you mentioned, I I understand why. Like that's a a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like that's probably people, like you said, tourists. People go there just for that. Yeah. Um, that store, so that makes sense. But like to have like a um a franchise <laughs> like that, just like Christmas. I don't know about that's that. how you become the Christmas planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, I think there was an episode of The Simpsons where it was New Year's Eve every night, or there was mm-hmm. a theme park where it was New Year's Eve, and one of the employees would like kill me, like <laughs> kill me because they had to like keep like reliving like ten, nine. Oh like, no! Yeah, it's like Groundhog Day, but New Year's Eve. Yeah. And this also reminds me, I, I think there was an episode of The Twilight Zone mm. where the bomb was going to hit and they had to freeze time. So one guy had, had the ability to stop time. Okay. But if he unfroze time, everyone would die. Whoa. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking about Cher and then that came up. <laughs> if I could unfreeze time. Oh. If I could find a way. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think it, was that Twilight Zone? I don't know. Twilight Zone was some fucked up shit. I've only ever watched it with you at the A-frame. <laughs> Did you? So you never watched Twilight Zone at all? No. Growing up, because there's like the episode with the guy who loves to read, and he finally, uh, no one he, I think he, like everyone died, and like he finally has the whole library to himself, or like a bit, the ability to read every book that he's ever wanted. Okay. But his glasses break. Uh, oh, so, no. And he's immortal? I don't know if he's immortal. I don't know the, the logistics. These are all things that I remember as from a kid. Right. So I don't remember that. And then there's, of course, the one with the, the, the William Shatner one when they're on a plane. And it's a, there's a man on the wing of the plane. Oh, okay. And no one believes him. Oh. And then, like, so he starts um, getting delirious. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they have to, like, land early because he's going nuts. Yeah. And then they find out, like, they're, the, the little demon on the plane was, like, Destroying the plane, so he basically saved all their lives. Oh wow! So then, what do they do with that demon? They never caught the demon. Hmm. Just left. <laughs> so I gotta go to another plane. I'm done. I mean, he's probably they landed in an airport. <laughs> he probably had some options to pick from. He went shopping in Frankenmuth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me get a nice Christmas ornament oh. from my wife, Mrs. Demon. <laughs> She loves to decorate the tree, yeah, see? Like, I'm going to go on top. I'm not sure why the demon was from the 1930s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he had like the Gatling gun and a, one of those gangster suits. When did they film that? Is that the 60s? I would say it's the 60s. Yeah. Okay. I, I would imagine. Because if it was the Shat, I don't know. The Shat? The Shat. <laughs> it was the Shats. <laughs> I don't know him that well. So we. this is our season finale. Ooh. Uh, we did a whole other season of Broken Corners, <laughs> and guys, we're picked up for a season three. <laughs> we did. We <laughs> want to let you know that we, yeah. we were renewed. We were renewed. We were renewed. Um, there was no writer's strike. No. Um, there was, were no writers. I was about to say, were there any writers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to let you peek too much behind the curtain. <laughs> no, no, no. You saw the sausage last time. Yeah. You know, we don't let you see the sausage every time. It's not just the sausage. It's the sausage being made. It's the full. <laughs> when you say you saw the sausage last time. I uh, saw the sausage. It sounds slightly <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for listening, as always. And we're excited about next season. We've got some uh, good plans for what we're we going to do. do. 
Um, we're not going to tell you them right now. No. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> but we're mostly it's just going to be one of us speaking and the other repeating it. Yes. Um, <laughs> repeating. <laughs> but yeah, we're this is our last episode for a little bit, and we're going to be um, coming back about mid-January. Yes. Don't have an exact date, but it'll be one of the Mondays in January, a couple weeks after the first one. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, we might even launch maybe Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday (laughs) (laughs) and celebration. What is, I don't, this Dr. Evil voice is (laughs) sort of like Dr. Evil has a stroke. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. We, that's, that's very true. We may, we may, we may come back on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which means a lot to us. Did I tell you? It really does mean a lot to us. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> when we were coming back from the... Oh, you know what we never talked about? What did we never talk about? Well, we didn't talk about new memories. New memories. But the So when we were in New Orleans, because the, the day after we recorded, um, then we went out on this... Um, oh, yeah. That's we true. went on this trip out to the Whitney Plantation, which yeah. is um, it's this really cool interpretive museum where they they focus on they focus on the slave experience versus like the the families who lived in the big house kind of tour and it was it was incredible it was we didn't really talk about this outside of it too much no oh no oh i'm so sorry i'm losing my train of thought but the what made me think of it was martin luther king jr because we so we went and we had this amazing tour where they make all these very um you do, you're not allowed to do self-guided tours. You have to go out with the group. And then they, as they walk you through, um, it just seemed like everything was chosen so specifically. Like they they don't take you straight into the big plantation house. They take you to the slave quarters and all these different um, memorials and, you know, talk you through the history of the area, which it was primarily a, um, a sugar plantation, which is an incredibly brutal <laughs> product to process. Um and it was it was very moving. Um, too much to get into right now. But then at the end of the tour, they take you into the big house, but they take you in through the back door, and then you finally um, do get to go out to the front and see you know the beautiful kind of classic um, oaks overarching the pathway in the front. And it's um, it was really beautiful to see it, but it was funny how small the house looked. Yeah. And also um, to realize all those acres behind it of what had to go into it just to have that was incredible. But so then on the, on the way back, as we like, we're just getting into new Orleans, um, started going through the side streets, somebody had graffitied. I don't know if it, what it was, it was a mailbox, but it was, it was big enough that somebody had written this Martin Luther King Jr. Quote on it, which was, um, I don't know if I'm going to get it exactly, but it was, there comes, there comes a point where silence equals betrayal. Yeah. And I was just like that. It was so funny to have that be capped off, like that yeah. experience be capped off by seeing that. And, you know, like I was saying, like the, the anti-capitalist bent a little yeah. bit these well. days. Um, yeah. It's just learning, learning a different, like thinking, you know, the history of your country and then learning yeah. more and more and more. Yeah. I think like one of the, like, just like reading like the quotes from the the children who were there yeah uh, because they went back with the um, the WPA the, yeah with uh, John Lomax he went back and started like talking to the children who are now adults at that time I think yeah. it was in the thirties maybe yeah it was part of the um, the Freedom Riders or Public Works Administration yeah. so they it was basically it was this you know public subsidized work uh, program after the depression to get right. people jobs and so. 
they were sending out. Like, it would have been us. It would have been the English major yeah. kind of people in the South. Or, yeah, in the South at the time. And they were doing interviews um, with the last um, surviving slaves. And so yeah. they were people... Um, just because of the time frame, there were people who had been children under slavery yeah. who were now you yeah, know, that was elderly. It. Those quotes were really um, moving, or not? I mean, they, not so much just knowing like these are their inner thoughts of people who were enslaved and like yeah. really had this experience. So it was just like, whoa, like that's like because we're not that. I mean, realistically, we're not that far removed from slavery, yeah. you know, like generation wise. Like that was um, interesting, and you know, I know John Lomax because. Um, I know that him and his son did works for the Library of Congress, mm. and they uh, were recording folk music. Okay. So they did, and they went down to the South, and Alan Lomax would have his book, I have to finish it, um, which is about blues and how going down and talking about the blues and um, just kind of like, you know, going back and, and being an outsider mm. and then coming in, and then um, he talks about, this is, I'm going off, but he, <laughs> he talks about... Um, <laughs> When he came back, and I forgot what happened. Something happened. There was like a huge political thing that happened. That like that when he went back down to uh, write the book, uh, this book without his daddy and, and people that he had met before, mm-hmm. um, like the whole climate change, and it was a little bit more harsh. And he was seen as an outsider because of the color of the skin. Like since he was oh. white, and because the the Jim Crow South now was so harsh towards um, you know black Americans yeah. that they kind of like became insular and was little you know like didn't want to let other people in so it's just very interesting like the whole change of just the whole thing yeah i don't know but uh that museum was uh plantation was good yeah and well guy what did you think of the guide <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing oh uh, what's a docent right uh, yeah yeah he was well no i mean i would say he was either an interpreter or a docent more I mean, he was more of an interpreter you know, I've never heard the word docent before, before <laughs> you and Brian ever came into my life. <laughs> no, he was he he was amazing um, because he so like I said they they only do um, guided tours. You're not allowed to just wander off, and he spoke to us for 90 minutes straight, yeah. and that is amazing. And yeah. he did it in a relatively conversational way. I mean, it was, it was clear he'd, he had given it many times, but it didn't seem canned. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, it's just incredibly hard to do. I mean, the, and the, the other thing is with, with the topic being such a harsh yeah, it's a thing. Harsh topic. Um, I just, I was kind of blown away by it, honestly. Mm. Um, because you can't make jokes. No. You can't lighten the atmosphere. No, they're, yeah, they're, that's disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Whereas, like, in a lot of places, you know, you mm-hmm. in interpretation, you can shecky it up when you want to right. because, um, you know, you want to... Yeah, you. there was no... There was no way to just, like, let anybody, either himself or us, off the hook by easing the tension on yeah. certain things. And he was just very serious about right. it. And there were there were kids on the tour, and I kind of loved that there was no effort made to, like, dumb it down for them. Yeah. Um, I think it was accessible for kids. Yeah. I mean, I think I think they do have an age limit um, mm-hmm. that you're not allowed to go out under a right, certain... Right, right. Which is maybe maybe eleven or twelve, I want to say, and I know they do school tours, yeah. so I'm sh- I'm sure they have programming that's you know specifically aimed at kids. But it was just the I don't know. I loved seeing just sort of the expectation that everybody would be respectful and just yeah. engage with the subject and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was amazing. It's also like the way you would go from. Um like location to location and mm-hmm. that walking time would just give you like a moment to reflect on what you just 
like viewed. So yeah. that was pretty like the whole tour is really smart the way they did it. Yeah. It was pretty good. There was there was one spot um where he kept emphasizing every so it was it had cooled off a lot when we first got to New Orleans. It was like eighty five yeah. degrees and then it was in the sixties. Yeah. Um because on Halloween night there was a tornado and <laughs> the temperature yeah. dropped. That's right. But so it it was a it was a nice cool day to to do a walking tour in New Orleans, which or in uh, it was like an hour outside of New yeah. Orleans, right? But he still like we would if we paused underneath trees, um, the guide would keep reiterating, you know, these trees would not have been here because every decision that was made here was made out of expedience towards making money, right. and so the yeah. trees the trees wouldn't be here because it was more important to have more sugar cane, right? So then there was a part where we were walking through sort of a swampy area and they had told us that there were baby alligators mm. in it. Um, and they made the point that on the um, the plantations were all long, narrow pieces of property because you just got a little piece of the riverfront because yeah. the river was um, the highway and everybody had to share it. And so he said that he said that. Uh, oh, no. Who who wrote Huck Finn? Mark Twain. Mark Twain. The Mark Twain kind of didn't know what he was talking about because in Huck Finn he's got um, he's got Huck and Jim running away on the river, right? On a raft together, and like that was where if you went on the river you'd see everybody yeah, who wanted yeah, to get you. So the people were actually running away to the swamps yeah. in the back of the plantation, <laughs> and so it was. It really was so smart that it it would give you those moments of actual like physical comfort to be yeah. in the trees, but then there was still something to talk yeah. about that was so relevant yeah. that they could show you. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know what their funding situation is exactly there, but I know it was, um, it was bought by a new Orleans real estate speculator. Who's an older guy. I, I read an article about him after we mm-hmm. got back and he's kind of like what you, what I at least would think of as like, <laughs> the Southern stereotype of uh, being a little kooky, like I'll say what I want to say. Yeah. Um, like Foghorn Leghorn? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Um, but he, yeah, he got it. He got the plantation as part of just a, a general real estate deal and then realized what was there. Wow. And then just because that has always been his political bent, he was like, so it took them, I want to say it took them 12 or 15 years before they opened because, and that's how they decided on their programming. And, but it's amazing because they can just say the truth without having to, Yeah, they don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if they, like I said, maybe, I don't know if if they're 100% privately funded still Mm -hmm. aside from their, their intake on tickets and whatever. But it was, I mean, it was amazing too, to hear him, to hear the guide talk about, you know, there would be different experiences for the slaves based on gender yeah. and like that in the uh, the thing he said about how in the big house that, you know, everybody talks about house slaves and everybody. But when you're talking about this, everybody talks about house <laughs> slaves and field slaves and yeah, you know, yeah. the house slaves had it so much better. But then for the women who were house slaves, you know, they yeah. were just they were forced to have sex with any of the owners yeah, at any time. And so he said you know, maybe you had some physical comforts, but then you were also never out from under the eye of the people who were sexually yeah. assaulting you. Yeah. And to hear to hear somebody say just the phrase sexual assault mm-hmm. in that context, I was just like, fuck yeah. Say the real thing. Tell it say it by <laughs> say it by the name it actually right, is. Right, right, right. I thought you were you know pro sexual assault for a minute there. And I was a little wild like, oh <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? To just to hear the truth in yeah. in the name it as the thing it is. Right. 
and um, just be upfront about it was, and not have to dance around it was yeah. really gratifying. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a whole history that we have to, I don't know, reconcile with. Yeah, America or at least talk rec- about. Yeah, has to reckon. Yeah, well, we like to shove things under the carpet, <laughs> <laughs> but the you know the carpet's a little bumpy at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's so a, that was a new memory. <laughs> that's a, that, was that was a new, new memory. memory, but it's it's a lot to chew on, but it's it's good. Yeah, I think yeah. If ever anyone's ever in New Orleans, they should uh, definitely take a look at that uh, yeah. museum. Uh, museum? What museum you call it? Yeah, museum? it's a museum. Yeah, it's definitely worth you know just and they have a pretty like extensive like gift shop with like really yeah. like good books. Yeah, which I thought you know. Um, you know, like a lot of slave narratives, which yeah. you know, I, I, it's always interesting to read. I think I think we would have called it a museum store. Is the fancy name? Is that what it is? I call it a gift shop. A gift shop. No, it's totally a gift shop. <laughs> but no, but it was super thoughtful because it, it had a lot. It did have yeah. all of these um, books at all different levels, and yeah. some of which the guide referenced during the tour, and then also a lot of the. Um, more gifty souvenir stuff that it had. A lot of it were a lot of it was um, handcrafts that came from areas of Africa that mm. the um, they knew were where the slaves came from right. who were working the plantation. Right, which was was very cool. And then and then they also have a really good exhibit too that goes into the. Yeah, the I only I only got to go through a little bit of it because we didn't have quite enough time. Yeah, because it had like there. maps and it had like little. Yeah, it was definitely uh, recommend. Yeah, and if you can't make it, it if you can't make it to New Orleans, but you're interested in general, you can check out their website because they they have a lot of um, resources there that like lesson plans and stuff <laughs> like that. Even so, yeah, the Whitney. But so that's new memories, and then we're gonna make more new memories at Thanksgiving. We are in we'll a week. Have, in a week, we'll have Thanksgiving. And then we'll have Christmas, and then it's New Year's. Yeah. And then it's uh, season three of Broken Corner. That's right. <laughs> you can mark that on your holiday calendar. But yeah, and you're, you'll hear from us before then a yes. little bit uh, too. But yeah, thanks so much for listening again Thank this you. season. Uh, if you want to you know, check us out, uh, we have uh, two seasons of um, episodes? episodes to listen to. We have a website, brokencorners.com. Yep. And um, well, I don't know why I always... <laughs> it is. is it still the same? Is it dot... Dot com? Is it dot net? Dot net? Um, <laughs> Not geo? And one thing, um, I think we mentioned it from time to time, but if, if you do use iTunes um, or even SoundCloud, wherever you listen, if you would take a minute to... Um, to follow and to give us a rating. Yeah. That would be amazing. Rate, review, subscribe. I think That's is, what yeah. they say. <laughs> That's what the kids say. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, have a great holiday season. A happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and we'll talk to you in 2019. That's right. Have a good one. Thank you.